0: Praise God. Uh, what happened? Last week, Apostle Brathwaite served up the bread of life. And it, it surely tasted good. I had logged in on Zoom. So I really enjoyed it, right? And she served it up. I mean, it was really good. She spoke about defeating the giants in your life. Amen? And I thought it was so appropriate because we've been talking about breaking bad habits. Amen? See how God puts his world together. Bad habits are nothing but giant saints. That's what, that's what a bad habit is a giant in your life. It's huge. Why? Because they grow bigger and bigger because we keep, giving them, we keep doing it. So the more we do it, the bigger the giant grows. Amen? Apostle Brathwaite preached out of uh, 1 Samuel 17. And she talked about how David had defeated Goliath. Amen. Goliath was a giant, right? But you know what I what I noticed? Many of the giants we face today are not friends of God. They are enemies of God. That giant Goliath was a Philistine. Phil- the Philistines were enemies of God. Amen. They had their own God. Hear me, saints. If you got your own God and it's not the Father who's in heaven, the God of Israel. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Then, then, then you fighting in a, a wrong battle. Please hear me. Thank you, Jesus. They had the, the the Philistines had their own gods, and God anointed many men to destroy the Philistines. Amen. And David was one of them. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So giants are not God's friends. So you know you got an upper hand already. Because when you're fighting a giant, it's not just your enemy. Guess what else? It's God's enemy. Amen. All them bad habits, those giants that we, we tend to pick up, are enemies of God, too. They are enemies, too. But like smoking. That's an enemy. Amen. And it's a giant. It's huge. Amen. Excessive alcohol drinking. That's an enemy. Think about how many lives that has ruined. Amen. Smoking, drinking. How about gambling? I didn't name that one. Enemy. Amen. God's financial system is free will, tithes, and offerings. Give, and it shall be given unto you. That's how God, here not want you to take, oh, I'm going to go over here. Maybe I'll win. I'll, t- I'll play a game of chance. When you invest in the kingdom of God, you not getting, it's no chance. He's going to do it. Amen. He has to do it. He said it. Amen. <laughs> so gambling is an enemy of God. And here's another one. I got to get this one right. Saints of God today, because when I woke up today, I didn't feel good, and I've been eating all kind of crazy food. Poor diet, that's an enemy of God. Do you hear me? That's not your friend. I woke up, and I was like, man, I don't even feel right, you know, and I was, you know, and I just said, hey, Lord, I know I got to get, thank you for the warning, Lord. Now, please heal your servant. I, I hear you. I'm a, please heal please, please heal me today, because I got to bring your word forth, and then I'm going to change that diet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just naming the enemies of God, saints of God. Because, see, our bodies are wonderfully and fearfully made. Amen. And so, and it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's got to be right. Amen. (laughs) You're glorifying God in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So we got to defeat these, these giants, Amen. She named Goliath, but I just added a few extra ones. Here's, here's a huge giant right here, saints of God. If we can defeat this giant right here, we can change the world humongously. This one, I, I the Lord just gave this one to me as I was coming. <laughs> this giant right here is fatherless homes. That's a giant. Do you hear me? <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge giant. And the Lord showed it to me. (laughs) Fatherless homes, Rudy, is a huge giant. Amen. We got to defeat him. (laughs) Huh? Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's why we see what's going on now. These kids are so out of control. Huh? It's just shooting and, and just, I mean, just out of control. We've never seen anything like it. Huh? A lot of that's from this giant that we failed to defeat. Amen. We got to defeat that giant saints of God. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Can you imagine? Y'all want some revelation? Let me give you this revelation right here. Can you imagine life without our Father in heaven? Think about that. (laughs) Can you imagine being fathers? We don't have the Father anymore. We some heathens. And so when our kids who the Father is it's it's the same thing. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. That's why we got to get Jesus back here because we want life on earth like it is in heaven. Amen. <laughs> so we got to defeat that giant right there, Father. Saints of God. Fatherless homes is a giant. Amen. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Goliath was a Philistine saint, and the Philistines were enemies of, of God, and enemies of God's people, Israel. Amen. Just like all these giants I just named are our enemies. They're not our friends. Amen. At the end of the day, we fight God's enemies in the name of the Lord. and That's what she so uh, eloquently brought out last week. It was beautiful. Amen. That's how we overcome our enemies. How do we overcome it? In Jesus' name. That's how we fight the enemy, saints. You ain't going to beat them in your own strength. Okay? You can forget about that. Amen? But in the name of the Lord, we can defeat all our enemies. Say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let me show you something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Apostle Brathwaite, I believe, preached out of 1 Samuel 17. I'm just gonna highlight this real quick. 1 Samuel 17, and look at verse 42. It says, and when the Philistines, when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. So it's saying when Goliath looked at David, that's the Philistine is talking about. He looked at David with disdain, saints. You know what that means? He looked at David as if he was unworthy. Huh? A little punk. Why he send this little punk out to fight me? How dare them? That's the kind of disdain he had for David. Amen? That's how your giants look at y'all. <laughs> Praise God. Our giants say, What? Quit smoking? What are you talking about? You don't quit till I tell you to quit. And I'm not going to tell you to quit. That's how I j- They have disdain for us. Huh? That's, that's, what, the, that's what Goliath was doing. I'm going to show it to you so you can see it. Huh? Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Drink and say, I don't care. What are you talking about? You little punk. That's what they say. That's what our giants do. I'm t- I'm, t- I'm telling you all the truth. Say of God, <laughs> Giants say, "What what you you fair? It, this says the uh, David uh, was of a fair continence. He he was good to look upon. It say, you little punk, I'll take all them them looks from you.' That's what Goliath was. That's how he was talking to David. Amen. Pretty boy. It said he was a fair continence, right? He was ruddy. Amen. He was but a youth. He was just young. Amen. So, so, so Goliath looked at him with disdain. I don't care nothing about you. The, the nerve of them to send you out to fight me. Amen. You all getting it. Look at verse 43. And the Philistine said unto David, am I a dog? Amen. <laughs> Look, Goliath asked David, is he a dog, that thou comest to me with staves? and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Oh, I want y'all to hear that one. Say, So Goliath cursed David by his gods. Notice that how that God is spelled, though. Amen? (laughs) He cursed David by his gods. When you see that small g representing God, that's a fake God. Amen? That's not the God we serve. See, Goliath gonna curse David by this fake God right here. That's foolish. Amen. And he cursed David by his gods. Your your enemies, the ones I'm talking about, all the enemies that we fight in our life, they curse us too. And our God. Amen. (laughs) Please hear me. And that's a big mistake right there, saints. Look at verse 44. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air. And to the beast of the field. See, your your enemies be (laughs) woofing on what they're going to do to you. Amen. Come and let me deal with you right now. They took a whole bunch of mess. Amen. Them enemies I'm talking about, just like Goliath. I run this. That's how they talk. The enemies are woofing right now. Telling David what he's going to do. Come to me and, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. I'm going to kill you, David. Amen? Look at verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee, thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. <laughs> you all hear me, saying, See, when you come to your enemies in the name of the Lord, be prepared to win the battle. That's what David said. You're coming to me with a a spear and a sword and a a shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He came to him like he was supposed to come to him, saints. Why? Because there's no losing in Christ. Ever. Ever. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And David, David knew that. So that's why he came to Goliath like that. And you all know when we hear the story of David and Goliath, it's always about the slingshot. Amen. Oh, David took down, down, down the giant Goliath with a slingshot. Amen. Ain't that how we hear the story? <laughs> but I'm, I'm here to tell you today, if it was a slingshot, it could have been a baseball bat. It could have been the jawbone of an ass. We saw Samson work with that. Amen. He could have had a pencil sharpener in his hand and took down the giant because it wasn't about what David had in his hand. Amen. Samson defeated a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of an ass. Why? I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you today, the Philistines are God's enemy. Amen. And it don't matter what you have in your hand. What is the jawbone of an ass? The face of a donkey? He, He kills a thousand Philistines with the face of a donkey, saints. It don't matter what you have in your hand. Long as you came in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm trying to drill this in you today. Hallelujah. You can have whatever you need. I mean, whatever it takes. Anything you pick up, you're going to destroy the enemy with when you come in the name of the Lord, saints. Jesus is the game changer, saints. If Christ is in you, you're going to win the battle. Say amen to that. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Quit fighting your enemies in your own strength, saints. Cause now you're gambling. You can, you might win, but you can also lose. Amen. But when David came to his, him, he told him, "I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of Hosts." Amen. Jesus is Lord. Everybody say Amen to that. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come to him in the name of the Lord, saints. And you know why? Because the battle is not yours, it's it's the Lord's. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let me show you this real quick, saints. Before I honor our mothers greatly and the mother of our children, I want to show you this real quick. Turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 15. I really want you to see that it don't matter what you have in your hand as long as you come in the name of the Lord. Amen. I want you to see that clearly. Judges chapter 15 and look at verse nine. It said, then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. Who are the Philistines again? God's who? Enemy. Okay, here they go. Now they're going to pitch in Judah. Now here's God's enemy, the Philistines camping in Judah. What do we know about Judah? Amen. Look, look, Revelation 5, 5, you know what it say? Jesus is the, Lord, is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Now here the Philistines pitching in Judah. Oh, we know we're going to have some problems with that. Amen. Look at verse 16. I mean, I'm sorry, verse 10. And the man of Judah said, why are you come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson are we come up, to do to him as he have done to us. Because you know Samson was giving them a fit. Amen. He was anointed to destroy the Philistines, God's enemy, just like you. Amen. You anointed to come get to get over all them enemies. Every enemy in your life, you can you can you can you can overtake them if you come in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm trying to show this one to you, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. I just don't want to talk about David. I want to talk about you all. Us. Amen. Our enemies. <laughs> so the men asked him, why, why are you coming up against us? And they answered to buying Samson. Samson was giving him a fit, right? So Evidently, it must have been some kind of peace treaty or something for the men of Judah. These should be some warriors to ask them, why y'all coming up to fight us? So maybe they had a peace treaty or something. I don't know. They answered to get your boy Samson. though. that's what they said. We came to get Samson. (laughs) See, Samson wasn't going to allow God's enemy to rule over him. huh? He he knew who he was in Christ. Look at verse 11. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock, Edom. And said to Samson, knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? Hold up. <laughs> they, the men of Judah, huh? Who Jesus is the head of the tribe of Judah. They talking about the Philistines are the, are the rulers over them. Can any of y'all relate to that? My, my enemy is a ruler over me. I want y'all to see this now. The, the men of Judah, these warriors, are talking about, Don't you know, Samson, that the Philistines rule over us? Oh, we can't let our enemies rule over us saints. Huh? I want to show it to you in the scripture. And they answered, No, it says, Don't you know that the, the knowest thou not that the Philistines are the rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them. As they did unto me, so have I done unto them." Samson said, what they done to us, what they done to me, that's what I did to the Philistines. And that's what they should be doing to them. Amen? Destroying it. See, his own people now is looking at him as a troublemaker. They saying, Samson, what you you done done? You done went up and riled up them Philistines? (laughs) Amen? That's what they saying. Amen? (laughs) pastor being a troublemaker right now bringing up all these enemies smoking and drinking and cussing and you know all these enemies do we get <laughs> I'm the troublemaker amen <laughs> thank you Jesus hallelujah Lord that's how they looking at Samson right now look at verse 12 and they said unto him we are come down to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines his own people Gonna bind Samson and give him to the Philistines to get them off of them. Did you, are y'all hearing this? And Samson said unto them, "Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves." Okay, you want to give me to the enemies? Fine, but don't y'all do nothing to me. Okay, so you know, you know, scripturally, touch not my. You right, and do my profit, no harm. So he just was making sure they ain't do nothing. Okay. <laughs> he said, you can take me to them. Now, now this is wisdom right here. He, Samson said, You can take me to the enemy. You know why? Because he was anointed to destroy the Philistines. Y'all can take me to all the Philistines y'all want. I have an anointing to destroy that. Amen. So he said, but don't, but don't y'all do nothing to me now. Amen. Because y'all got an anointing too. You just not using it the way you should be using it to destroy your enemies. Amen. That's really what he's saying to them. Amen. Don't y'all, don't y'all do nothing to me. And he didn't only just say it. He said it like this. I, wanted, I, want, I don't want y'all to miss this. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me. Y'all swear y'all ain't going to do nothing to me. Okay? Uh, is this fine. Y'all want to take you to the Philistines. Not a problem. But y'all got to swear y'all won't do nothing to me. Y'all won't fall upon me. I want you all to see that. Look at verse 13. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. God's people bound up the man of God's saints and brought him to the God's enemy. Are you all hearing this? Huh? you hearing this? I want you to see it. I want to make it plain. Look at verse 14. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. (laughs) And the spirit of the Lord came, how saints, mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed off of his hands. (laughs) See, when the enemy started talking crazy, the ones you have that anointing to overtake. <laughs> and you come in the name of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord came on him. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Shouting against him. <laughs> oh Lord, the spirit of it's the scripture said the spirit of the Lord came on Samson mightily. That's the game changer. Amen. <laughs> it don't matter what he had in his hand, because it ain't even saying he had nothing in his hand. It just said the spirit of the Lord came upon him and the bands that bondage that he was in. You know, because them, them bad, them bad uh, uh, habits and uh, those giants try to put you in bondage. Amen. That broke off of him. That's what the scripture is saying. huh? And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loose from off his hands. Look at verse 15. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew what saints? A thousand men therewith. He just grabbed it. He saw the jawbone of the ass, grabbed it, and killed a thousand Philistines. Oh, y'all got to hear that. Amen. And we got all these strong men of Judah who are talking about the Philistines are ruling over us. Samson said, not so. Amen. And don't y'all do nothing to me, but go on, tie me up and take me to him. That's all right with me. Amen. Oh, I want y'all to catch this revelation right here. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It don't matter what's in your hands, saints, when the spirit of the Lord come upon you. I want you to see that. Aunt David had a slingshot. Samson had the jawbone of an ass. Look at verse 16. And Samson said with the jawbone of an ass. Heaps upon heaps with the jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men. Look at Samson is encouraging himself. He say, I I slew a thousand men with a jawbone of an ass, heap upon heap. Look how he's encouraging himself. The men of Judah are not encouraging him. He said, I just slew a thousand men with a jawbone. Oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 17, saints. <laughs> and it came, and it came to pass when he had made the end of speaking, that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand, and called that place Remethlahai. Remethlahai in the Hebrew means height of Lahai or the jawbone. Amen. <laughs> now I heard this preached a zillion times, and you know what most pastors say. Because it says it came to pass. No, it says that he cast the jawbone out of his hand. I heard many pastors say, don't throw away what you use for the great victory. Why would he cast the jawbone away? He used that to slew slew a thousand men. Amen? But I don't want y'all to miss it. He could have, again, he could have had a jawbone of an ass. He could have had a pencil sharpener. He could have had whatever. Okay? What you don't want to throw away is the spirit of the Lord. Say amen to that. He could have threw that jawbone just like he did. Amen. See, the jawbone and the slingshot, I don't want you to miss it. It's not what you need. Amen. You you can use anything. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you got to get that peace, thanks to God. Amen. (laughs) He shouldn't have cast away that jawbone. Why? Amen. Why, why should he have kept it? He had the spirit of the Lord just like we, we have. Say amen to that. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Look at. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 17 and look at verse 46. Back to David and Goliath. Verse 46 says this. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. How is Goliath going to get delivered into his hand? This day will the Lord, deliver thee into my hand. That's what he's saying, t- talking to Goliath about. Today, God going to put you in my hand. Amen. <laughs> and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Did you see how he flipped that script? That's what the Goliath told him he was going to do to him. I'm going to give your head to the fowls of the earth and the beast of the earth. He just told Goliath, no, that's what I'm going to do to you. Amen. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Lord. He just, you got to say those things that be not as though. He told him, God delivered you in my hand this day. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. He got delivered into the hand of David, not the slingshot. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Told Goliath he's going to feed him to the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. Goliath had it twisted, didn't he? Y'all enemies got it twisted, too. They think they can really rule over you. Amen. But they really can't. I'm here to tell you today, your enemies cannot rule over you. Huh? If you have the spirit of the Lord, if you come to him in the name of the Lord, they cannot rule over you. Amen. Please hear me. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 47, saints of God. It says, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear. For the battle is who, saints? It's the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Amen. At the end of the day, God wins the battle, saints. Because the battle is not ours. Come on. It's the Lord's. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for that, Lord. I just wanted to re elaborate on that real quick. Amen? Amen. But I'm really here today to honor our queens. Amen? Our mothers and the mother of our children and the mothers of the earth. That's really what I want to do today, saints of God. Because, again, we know beside every great man, it's a great woman. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And let me say this, to saints, that the, the love of God is the ultimate love. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. But you know what's next? A mother's love. <laughs> huh? After the love of God, see, he died for us. He laid down his life. He shed his blood. Ain't no greater love than that. Amen. And, it, and then he loves us unconditionally. A mother's love is right next to that. She loves her babies unconditional too. That baby can be a, ter- a terror. She say, "Not my baby. He a good boy. Amen. <laughs> boy terrorizing the whole block. That's my baby. Amen. <laughs> That's the ultimate love. Your, your your mother will love you no matter what. Say amen to that, saints. Your mother's just gonna love you. Amen." Thank you, Lord Jesus. No love like a mother's love, saints of God, next to God. Amen. She is to be honored. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6 to you real quick. I just want to read verse 2 and 3. It says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So, that's for all of us. The number one thing you want to do is honor your father and your mother. Amen. Because it says this is the first commandment with the promise. What's the promise? Here's the promise in verse three. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. You you want long life? You want things to go well for you in your life? And you want it long life? Then you got to honor your father and mother. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And that's what I want to do today. I want to honor our women, our mothers, and the mother of our children. I want to honor them. Matter of fact, they were the double honor. Say amen to that. Amen. Really, I mean, it's <laughs> you all are something else. Proverbs 31, woman, is what they are. Look at verse 30. <laughs> These are our Proverbs 31 women we have in here. Look at verse 30. It says, let's get right to the chase. It says, Favor and deceitful, favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. That's why we praise them. They fear God. Amen? They fear the Lord. <laughs> the scripture says, if they fear the Lord, a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. Amen? Amen? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just want to praise my wife. She stepped up so big. She's been doing some major things lately. Amen. I just want to honor her and thank her again today. Happy Mother's Day again. Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) I used to say I make the living, but she makes the living worthwhile. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) But I can't even say all that no more because she makes the living too. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> the, the, the voice version of that scripture, uh, Proverbs 31 and 30, the voice says it like this. It says, charm can be deceptive and physical beauty will not last. But a woman who reveres the eternal should be praised above all others. Did you hear that saying to God? It went a little further like I do. (laughs) It go too far. It said, charm can be deceptive and physical beauty will not last, but a woman who reveres the eternal should be praised above all others. Say amen to that. (laughs) Those women should be praised above all the other women. That's what the scripture said in the voice interpretation. And that's what I want to do today. I want to praise God's daughter's Today, above all others. Amen. We need you all. Say amen, brothers. Y'all keep us together. Amen. Beside every great man, I said it once, it's a great woman. We need you all beside us. Say amen again, brothers. Thank you, Jesus. Can I give you, check this out. Can I give you an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth Using a technical perspective, Amen. Come here, young Ahmad. God bless you. I want you to sit up here with Cameron. I want Cameron. He's gonna be. He's gonna kind of show you how that program goes. This is my grandson, uh, Ahmad. See how tall he is. He's strong. Who he look like? His daddy. Look at his daddy over there. Who he look like? <laughs> All right, just get him to tell you he got you. Okay, because you, okay, thank you, thank you. All right, God bless you, Amar. Uh, thank you so much. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, glory to God. I told you God is doing mighty things. Amen. I just don't be talking. <laughs> God is awesome. He do mighty things. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. So I just asked you all, can I give you all an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth using a technical perspective? Everybody say amen to that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Here's my, here's my granddaughter, too. Look at God. Her name is Ari. Amen. Now the house is filled with all my grandbabies. Look at God. I want to show you what the Lord is doing. Amen. And that's their beautiful mother, Alicia. Amen. Hallelujah. Use something else, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. All right, I'm going to ask you all one more time. I want to give you an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth using a technical perspective. Is that all right? Amen. Okay. And this is concerning God's daughters, mothers, the mother of our children, whom we need. Amen who there is no greater love other than the love of God that we know on this earth. After the love of God, it's the love of the mother. Amen? Okay, let me give you all this earthly illustration of a heavenly truth using a technical perspective. As a computer engineer, I really wanna show you this truth. You all know, I know computers, right? I've been doing that a long time. Amen? Inside the computers is many components, right? You have a CPU, which is called a central processing unit. The CPU is the brain. It processes the instructions that come from the programs, okay? The operating system, it processes those instructions, and the components that are in the computer. The CPU processes information from all those sources, okay? Then it has RAM, RAM memory. That's where the programs go to execute, so after the CPU takes all those instructions, then it sends it out to RAM, and and RAM executes the program. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Then it has a hard drive. The hard drive is the storage which stores the programs that you use. Okay? They're all stored on the hard drive. Amen? Some people mistake the hard drive with the RAM memory. The hard drive just simply stores the the, the information. That's where all your programs reside. But the RAM is where they go to execute, and the CPU, again, is is, is processing all these instructions and sending them the way they need to go. Amen? I'm going to give you an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth by using a technical perspective. Amen? So, the next we have the graphic card. After the memory, the graphic card. You know what the graphic card does in a computer? It allows you to see. It hooks, it's the monitor. This is controlled by a graphic card. Okay? If we, It could be doing all those things inside, but if it had no graphic card, we wouldn't be able to see what it's doing. Amen? We wouldn't see it running this easy worship program for us and getting these scriptures up here. Okay? So the graphic card is real important. That determines how the monitor is going to look. Now, I'm going to tell on my sons for a second, Okay? Because they got super expensive graphic cards in their computers, why? Because they play games. Okay, they love to play games, and they're making the game so real now, so you need a really high-end graphic card so the people can, the people almost look real. You look at it, you're like, are they, are they alive? The graphics are so good, but they pay four, $500, and I'm looking at them like, you pay how much for that graphic? The graphic card costs more than a computer. I said, y'all just go and put the people inside the machine. Let them run around. Amen. (laughs) You paying that kind of money for a graphic card? Amen. (laughs) But they do. And they wait in line for them. Amen. They wait in line. Because the graphic card, now listen to this, saints of God. We need something like this. The graphic card is so valuable to them until they only, it's always just a short supply of the graphic card, right? And then the whole, you go to Micro Center to get the card, and you got a line of 50 people waiting on a graphic card. Okay? (laughs) That they only got 10 of. Amen? I want y'all to see this. Stay with me now. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen? So that's the graphic card. That's inside the computer, too. Then you need a power supply. You know what the power supply does in the computer? It powers all these devices I just got done talking about. Okay? So, So, and then they have, let me not leave this out. They have cooling fans inside a computer as well. The fans, because this thing is processing information so fast, it heats up. So they have fans to keep the the CPU cool and to blow that hot air out of the computer so it won't overheat. Amen? But the main part I want you to see inside the computer, thanks to God, is the motherboard if that's bad, that mother boy go bad. All them parts don't mean a thing. Amen. I hope y'all caught that revelation. Huh? This is Mother's Day. Amen. I hope y'all caught that. We need mothers that keep the whole family. Come on now. The, the motherboard in the computer keeps the whole system together. If it's bad, Nothing is going to work. Amen. The family is going to go to pots. If the motherboard gets bad, (laughs) y'all hearing me, I want to give you an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth using a technical perspective. I want you to see it that way. Amen. So, you know, as a technician, when I come to somebody to service their computer, I be hoping, oh, I hope the motherboard ain't bad. Because guess what? If the motherboard is bad, I don't fix your computer. You know what I do if the motherboard is bad? You got to get a new computer. I don't even try to fix it. Cuz that's everything. The motherboard is the whole the whole nine. Amen. I'm trying to show I'm trying to give y'all something piece of meat right now. Amen. From a technical perspective, everything in that computer depends on the motherboard. Amen. Man is the foundation, right? But woo, we depend on on our woman that's beside us, amen? She can do things we can't do. She can bring life into the earth. Men can't do that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, the mother is so important, amen? That's why I wanna honor you all today, amen? I really wanna honor you all. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you are not to be taken lightly, Y'all hold the whole family together. Amen. Please hear me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We got to have strong motherboard, saints. (laughs) Because it makes us all better. Say amen to that. (laughs) We thank God again for our mothers. Amen. The mother of our children. The mothers of this earth we thank you for them Lord the ones that bring forth life God's virtuous woman amen and at the end of this service i I want y'all to get prepared for this because I want I want to go through this but I want you to think about one word I'm gonna say three words you can even go as far as three to describe your mother amen did y'all hear did y'all hear what I'm asking? I said, one to three words to describe your mother. If you had to do it in one to three words, that's what I want you to do. Amen? Uh, not a paragraph. Not because we can all sit here and talk about our mothers. We'll be here for weeks. Amen. <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> you say, Ari? Ari is laughing. <laughs> that's the truth, though, because she's a mother boy. She got so, there's so much we could go on and on and on about our mothers. But I want you all to think about it. I want you all to condense it into three words, Okay? Okay, turn your Bibles to Proverbs 31. I want to go through this, and then I'm going to ask everyone if they can give me a definition of their mother in one to three words. Amen? Y'all get that going. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 31, look at verse 23. We're talking about mothers today, right? Virtuous woman. It says, her husband is known in the gates. And when he sitteth among the elders of the land. See, so this woman I'm talking about, this motherboard, this this woman is keeping it all together. Her husband is known in the gates. She builds her husband up. That's what this scripture is saying. Amen? <laughs> she doesn't do things to shame him. That's what this scripture is saying. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Amen? Look at verse 24. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. (laughs) See, she's her husband's helper. That's what that scripture is saying. Financially. (laughs) Amen? She's an entrepreneur, so to speak, like my, my little granddaughter back there. I was talking to my little granddaughter yesterday. Now, what's the business? She told me, Oh, I'm about to have my own business, Grandpa. I said, Oh, really? Tell me what that business was again. Yes. Yeah. Ari's sweet treats and drinks. At age, you'll be 10 this year. All right? On the way to virtuous womanhood. Amen. Hey, I just want to show it to you. Because, see, we read this stuff like it don't apply to nothing, you know. I'm trying to show you how it applies. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. She maketh fine linen. That's you, Ari. And selleth it. Amen. Ari, sweet treats and drinks. And delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Oh, that's your own business right there, Ari. You are headed on the right track. Amen. <laughs> praise god thank you jesus look at verse 25 strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come see her inward clothing saints of god is strength and honor and that 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 shows divine wisdom that's what's inside of her strength and honor in our virtuous women in our mothers amen in the mother of our children Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. See, her conversation is filled with wisdom, saints, but also is filled with mercy. Y'all hearing me? That's what the scripture is saying. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. Amen. I'm talking about the virtuous woman right now. Amen. I'm going to show you what it looked like. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Amen. See, she's industrious, saints of God. Her first thoughts are for the well-being of her household. I'm talking about the virtuous woman right now, saints. While we honor our woman. Amen. We honor you all. Huh? You are the motherboards. Y'all keep everything together. Somebody say amen to that. It's not us that keep it all together. Amen. The mother keeps everything together, just like that motherboard that I read to you all. I read all them parts on the mother, the brain, amen, the power supply. But it's the motherboard that makes it all work. Say amen to that. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. See, her husband and children, them the ones who know her best, right? Huh? They proud of her. Amen. They let her know that she's a good, look, you a good wife. And the kids say, you a good mother. Amen. They love their mama. Y'all better believe that. Look at their grandbabies. Not only the kids, her kids' kids. Amen. Oh, grandma! I asked Kaya Rose, "I'm your BFF, Kaya Rose. I'm your best friend for forever." You know what she say? No, grandma. <laughs> I'm trying to give you something. She say, "No, papa, grandma." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when she wants something, I might be her BFF. <laughs> but real talk, <laughs> if she all her needs are met. No, Grandma, Papa, she might be (laughs) FF. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to read this last scripture to you. Look at verse 29. It says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Huh? See, many, many women are faithful to their husbands. Say amen to that. Many of them. But this, but this. Virtuous women, see, many are faithful, but they fall short of all these other areas that I'm showing you. Amen. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Y'all afraid to say amen? See, the virtuous woman, this scripture is describing uh, God's daughter, (laughs) does the best of all her family. Does the best of all toward her family and God. Say amen to that see that's the game changer see in the name of the lord is the game changer saints amen if the virtuous woman comes in the name of the lord that's gonna change the whole structure the whole family amen i just read it to you the proverbs 31 woman oh my god thank you jesus hallelujah lord i thank you for your word today lord on Samson and on David and on enemies, Lord, how we have to overcome giants in our lives, Lord. And it's not with the slingshot and it's not with the jawbone of an ass, but it's with the spirit of you, Lord. It's when we come in the name of the Lord that we win the battle. Because the battle is not ours. Come on, saints. It's the Lord's. Amen. We don't fight our own battle, saints of God. The Lord showed us some enemies, saints, like smoking and drinking and cussing and, and all those things. And then the way, on the way to church, the Lord showed me the greatest giant we got to defeat today, and that is fatherless homes. That is a giant. Amen. That is a giant in the earth today. And we are not going to defeat him in our own strength. Amen. The only way we're going to defeat that giant is in the name of the Lord. Say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I give you glory, praise, and honor this day, Lord. I magnify and lift you up. I thank you for everything that you're doing in all of our lives, Lord. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for our mothers, Lord. Thank you for the word that you gave us today for them. Thank you for our wives, for our uh, granddaughters, Lord, and preparing them, Lord, and just everything. We need you, Lord. You are not an option. You are not optional. You are a necessity, Lord. When we back cars, certain things we want this option, we don't want that option. That's not like that with the Lord. He's not an option, he's a necessity. We need God. Say amen to that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're awesome. You're mighty. And we give you the glory, praise, and honor this day in Jesus' name. Amen.